We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. Praise God. So if you give me a few minutes and you pay attention to this, um, it will help. I've put on there the truths that challenge the core of your faith and cause you to change is always outside your comfort zone. You believe that? Whatever must, whatever will add to you must of a necessity come from outside you. Talk to me, somebody. So whatever will add value to you must of a necessity come from outside you. Every Christian or everybody here is or should be tongue-talking. Filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 2, we all know the story of Pentecost, right? They came, cloven tongues as of a fire, resting on everyone, and they all spoke with different tongues. Mark 16, 17 to 20, talks about how this sign shall follow them that believe. My name, they shall cast the demons, they shall speak in new tongues. It's an evidence, a seal of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'm still trying to set the, the premise <laughs> for where I'm going with this. Every Christian is or should be demon casting. Matthew 16, 17, the same scripture. These signs will follow those who believe in my name they shall. In my name they shall. Every Christian should have this, not pastor. Is anybody understand what I'm saying? Everybody should have that. Okay, everybody should be miracle walking, same scripture. You know, signs and wonders, everybody should be tight paying. We all know this one, don't you? If you don't pay your tight, life will be tight. <laughs> For you. <laughs> you are robbing God. All of you are army robbers. If you don't, if you don't bring your tight. All these things I've talked about being born again, being worded, being tongue talking, being demon chasing, being miracle walking, being tight paying are what define the conventional Christian. In other words, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian that is not, how do I put this? If you're a Christian that is not special, you should be casting out demons. At the average level of Christianity, you should be working miracles. At elementary Christianity, you should be doing signs and wonders. Because these signs shall follow them that believe. John 1.12 As many as believe him, as many as receive him, to them he gave what? Power to become. As many as believe. So if you are a lazy Christian, you should be casting demons. <laughs> if you are a passive Christian, you should be working miracles. The hallmark of your Christianity is in your ability and endowment to do the miraculous. In other words, and I say this with no apology, with a lot of love, you are not a Christian. You don't believe. If you can't cast out devils. If you can't work miracles. If you can't lay your hand on the sick and they recover. Starting with yourself. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes, sir. These are the hallmarks of a conventional Christian. If you will not do anything else as a Christian, you should have the word packed inside you. How are you a Christian now if you don't know the word? 
Every day I wake up and I ask God, when am I going to know the full counsel of your word? Is anybody like that? Or is it just me? I wake up and when will I know this Bible? At the very basics of Christianity, you should be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. I've said this many times before. There is no place in scripture where you see a distinction between being born again and being filled with the Holy Ghost. They always went together. Nobody ever got born again and was sent to Holy Ghost baptism class to learn what it means to receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was given as the seal of our salvation, the Bible says. You get born again, your born againness is not authenticated until the Holy Spirit fills you. Yes, sir. read your Bible. And this is not what I'm teaching you. <laughs> God will help me today. Is anybody getting anything? Yes. You got born again and filled. Not born again, then filled. Did you hear what I just said? Not born again, then filled. No, you got born again and filled. And in many instances, and baptized. Here's what I was stopping me from being baptized. The jailer and his family all got born again. All got filled with the Holy Ghost. All got baptized. Oh, same time. So where did the church get it wrong? That we had to institute classes. Institute, no, you got born again. No, it will take you three months before you are qualified to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. From which Bible? The Holy Spirit has given us, Ephesians says, as the seal of our salvation. So at, at the basics of Christianity, elementary Christianity, elementary, Hebrews 6, don't go there. How many of you know that scripture in Hebrews 6? Let us not down now begin to go back to lay again the foundations. And what was it called the foundations? Basics of Christianity. The question is, how many of us are even there in the first place? How many of us are there? Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I have a headache. Have you taken Panadol? How about paracetamol and spray? Some of you are dispensers of pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> but you have no iota of what the word says about healing or somebody. Is it when your father has cancer that you can exercise your faith? Is it when there's a gun pointed in your head that you can exercise your faith? Romans 1.16, I believe. Where's my Bible? Somebody, I think it's Romans 1.16. Anybody knows that scripture? For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, verse 17. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So we are going from one level of faith to another. Am I making sense? Faith grows to the measure that it is exercised. And this is not my message. Did you hear what I just said? Faith grows to the measure that it is what? Exercised. Conventional Christian. If you're not doing anything, you should be casting out devils. You should be healing the sick. And I'm speaking to myself too. You should be opening your fridge, like Pastor Elvis said a long time ago. And say, fridge, bread, show up. Egg, show up. And sometimes in your elementary Christianity, these things happen. How many of you have been in university and you prayed for Gary to swell? How many of you have had Gary swell and you ate it and you visited and you ran away and left it? My hand is up. Only me. Pray the prayer passionately. Father! If five loaves of bread and two fish could feed 15,000, 20,000 people. Ah, Jesus. This Gary. <laughs> you know how you call him before? <laughs> this Gary. 
<laughs> what are thou, O Gary? <laughs> Before Alexander. Yabaraha! Multiply! <laughs> We're three of us. <laughs> and we started drinking. This is Gary. How many of you have drunk Gary where you pitch the spoon up so the holder of the spoon can help balance the Gary to come up? You bend the spoon up so that when you scoop it, the water drains and then you have the hip full. And we drank this Gary and the Gary refused to finish. The cruise of Gary did not run dry. We left the Gary around to church. I haven't started this thing. I haven't. And while there's nothing wrong with being a conventional Christian, I took time to establish this so that you understand that as a Christian, the very minimal of your pressure should be born again, worded, tongue talking, Holy Ghost filled, demon chasing, soul winning, demon casting, tight, eh, tight pain. Praise God. <laughs> At the very basics, that's conventional Christianity. Now, while there's nothing wrong with being a conventional Christian, there's a danger in just being a conventional Christian in this age. Because the world system is asking a question in spite of your born againness, in spite of your being a Christian, in spite of your being tight pain, in spite of your being demon casting, in spite of your being Holy Ghost filled, in spite of your being tongue talking, in spite of your demon chasing and soul winning, the world is asking you, and so what? And that's the title of my message tonight. So what? Even at the point of you walking in the supernatural, the world is asking you today. And so what? You know how you do something and then somebody says to you, hey, you see that guy, you know, he, uh, look at Jeff. It's Jeff, right? Look at Jeff. Look at his pattern like Tim Dakolo. Kai, his hair is nice, you know? You know and you'll you know, you be like, so what? Who cares? At your level of casting out demons and doing anything, the world is asking you. And so what? Because there is no longer place in today's world for the conventional Christian. There's no longer place in today's world for the conventional musician, conventional worship leader, conventional choir member, conventional pastor. Conventional Christianity no longer has a place in today's world. We live in Africa, we live in a nearly post-Christian society. In the, in the Western world, we live in a completely post-Christian society. Completely post-Christian. Value system is broken down. Quest for knowledge and tangibility are evolving at a rapid pace. We are sending people to every planet. We are evolving at a rapidly growing pace. We want to know stuff. More and more people are failing, therefore, to see the need for God. Less and less people are being impressed by your miracles. Moses threw down a rod, sir, and it became a serpent. Other sorcerers threw down their swords, their, 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 their staffs, and they also became serpents. Almost everything Moses did, Pharaoh's sorcerers mirrored. You notice? You can get rich quicker by a native doctor doing something for you than for pastor praying for you. Talk to me, somebody. Because pastor pray for you, you still have to walk. You still have to go and do the contract. Do you understand? But a native doctor praying for you can just go home, open your wardrobe, 
and the money is there. Just like you can't wear shoes. You can't eat vegetables. You can't fly. You can't shave your hair. You can't marry. Because only the Lord's blessing maketh rich without sorrow. For everything the devil gives you, he takes a thousand things back. What I'm saying is the get rich quick. People that are in church to get rich quick might as well just go and see a herbalist. Do you understand what I'm saying? Less and less people are seeing the need for God the way we are putting it. The tangible impact of Christianity in the society is on the decline. Christians are simply not infiltrating the strata of society where their influence can be felt. Yet, we live in an age where the word of God is not scarce. That's the last days when God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Another scripture in Acts chapter 2, uh, Peter was telling them, he said, this is what was spoken of by Joel the prophet. And he quoted Joel chapter 2 in Acts chapter 2. That I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. These are the days where if anybody tells you the word of God is cast, they are lying. Because God has never been more in a hurry to reveal his word than now. Oh my God, is there anybody in this room? God has never been more in a hurry to reveal his word than now. So that you are born again, I love this, and spirit filled is no guarantee that you will be a change agent. I love making controversial statements that force you to think. The fact that you're born again. You know, musicians, eight out of ten Christian musicians don't play with their spirit. Out of ten Christian musicians, when I mean Christian, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah? You know why? Because a lot of us gifted folks are born again, but our gifts are not regenerate with our spirits. You get born with a gift. Let me help somebody here tonight. I wish I had time. This is the oh Jesus, help me. Before you were born, every gift you needed for life was packaged into you. Okay? When you were born, you were born with every gift, every deposit you need. But at the same time, you were born a sinner. So you can start operating in your gift while a sinner. Because your gift is no, is no respecter of your fallen state. You don't need to be a Christian to be a good musician. You don't need to be a Christian to be a good singer. But you could also be a good, as it were, Christian and be a terrible minstrel. Because your regenerate spirit has not aligned with your gift. Do you understand? So the moment you get born again or get into a realization of who you are in Christ, you must bring your gift along to the altar and kill it. Because God only accepts a sacrifice that has been killed. God cannot accept your sacrifice if you haven't put it to death. That's why it says in Romans 12, when I beseech you by the promises of God that you become a living, offer your bodies living sacrifices holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. I don't have time to go into that, but a sacrifice of a necessity involves three things. It involves blood, it involves an altar, it involves fire. Some total death. So a sacrifice is not a sacrifice until there has been a dying. 
Am I in the more sessions? And there cannot be a dying if the thing first of all doesn't have life to kill. God gives you life, man, every day so that you have something to kill. Living sacrifice. Because whatever must be sacrificed must die. For something to die, it must first of all be alive. So God gives you life so that you have something to kill. But if he takes the life that you have given him, which he does every day, then a dead thing cannot sacrifice. So he gives you life again tomorrow. So you have something to kill. He accepts your sacrifice today and he counts you dead. But because you have to keep giving him a sacrifice, tomorrow he loads you again with life. So you have another sacrifice to kill. That is why you are called a living dead thing. A living sacrifice. A sacrifice that is dead and dying but yet has life so that it can constantly give to God so that it can die and get life to die and get life to die and get life to die. So he says, I die daily. I die but I receive life that I may have something to die again. That's what it means to be a living sacrifice. I hope that diversion helps somebody. So you're born again, spirit feels no guarantee. First Corinthians 3, I believe, somewhere 15, 16, 17, talks about how some people will be saved, but their works will be burnt with fire. We will not all be mates in heaven, oh. <laughs> no. No. Some people will be saved with their works. First Corinthians 3, some will be saved with nothing to show for it. And yet we are all born again because if you made it to heaven, it means you were born again. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But yet you have nothing to show. No eternal relevance because no earthly impact. I repeat, no eternal relevance because there was no earthly impact. That kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I love to teach. Is anybody getting anything here tonight? And I don't get to teach all the time in the more sessions we just go. But I love when I get released in my spirit to teach. Even your salvation, Philippians 2.12 says, Work out your salvation, therefore, with fear and trembling. Paul urges Timothy and us by implication. I love that scripture that says, I speak to you, but concerning the prophecies that have been spoken about you, that you by then wage the good warfare. Second, first Timothy 1 and verse 18. Life does not answer to your faith. Life answers to what you do with your faith. Having money doesn't meet your needs. Spending your money on what you need meets your needs. Yes. <laughs> Did you get that principle? Life doesn't answer to you. Oh, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Life answers to what you do with it. I wish I had time to read that scripture for you, John. James chapter 2, um, verse 14 to 24. James says to them, you, you say you have faith. Show me your works and I will show you your faith. Show me what you have used your work, your faith to engage with, to transact, to trade, to do business with. And I will tell you that you have faith. Oh, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. And in church, we teach people to stir up the gift because faith is, is, is a gift. 
to stir up the gift of faith on their inside, but we don't teach them what to do with it. It's not just enough to give in faith. You will give in faith and grow poor. See, they don't like me when I say these things. You will give in faith and end up poor. Only the pastor and the church will reach. Because you're having faith. You're not doing anything with faith. Listen, of a necessity, you have to be doing something for God to bless. Don't read your Bible. God doesn't bless random stuff. The works of your hands. There has to be something in your hand. There has to be something in the ground. And not the seed you give your pastor. I mean, I'm not saying if you have a seed for me after service, don't bring it. God, God will do something to you if you don't bring it. <laughs> but after you have sown your seed, because believe on the Lord and you shall be uh, established, believe on his, on his prophets, and you will prosper. I'm not disputing the place of a set man over your life, but after having done that, you must go and trade with your faith. I spoke in Potakot and I told them, I said, faith is the currency of heaven. Okay, faith is what you do business with. Life answers to what you do with your faith. Numerous examples abound of people who have traded their faith. So Esther, Mordecai knew that Esther or Hadassah had it in heart to be king. But she didn't just sit there waiting that hopefully one day the king is passing. The king will see that I may find themselves. Praise God forevermore. He will see me and when he sees me, his life will not remain the same again. He'll be swept off his chariot. Yeah? No. She had, he had to trade with his faith. He saw something in Esther that she didn't see in herself. Even when Esther became queen, she knew not why she became queen. It took Mordecai who engineered it in faith Stella, do you not know that perhaps God prepared you in this place for such a time as this? Life doesn't answer to your faith. It answers to what you do with it. Another example, Naomi. Naomi understood certain things that Ruth, the foreigner, the alien, didn't know. Right? So Naomi tells Ruth, when, you see, when, you, when, you, when they are treading, go behind them and graze with them. And then at night when he has drunk a little wine, go and lie down by his feet and shine. <laughs> Naomi had to school her in the act of faith. And guess what? Through that act of faith or strategy, that was the lineage through which Jesus came. So what if Naomi did not have the wisdom to tell Ruth how to action her faith? Jesus would have still come, but perhaps by another lineage. You know that by grand design, God did not want Jesus to come through David. Christians, we need, oh, we need to grow up in the word. The reason why God refused to give them a king when they asked for one was because God wanted to be their king forever. They insisted, give us a king or we die. God told them, this king will take your daughters, he will take your lands, he will put heavy taxes on you. They said, yes! So they said, yes, give us a king. God gave them Saul. But when God decided to give them Saul, he perpetuated that Saul's throne on earth will be forever. He told him. God's intention since they manipulated him as it were to give them a king. Well, since I have given you an earthly king, I will make the eternal kingdom come from the lineage of this earthly king. How do I know? When he did that thing and tore the 
the garment of Samuel after this, this were disobeying. Samuel told him, he said, see, you just made a mistake because here, God intended to perpetuate your kingdom forever. In other words, God intended that the Messiah would have come through your lineage. Because that's the only way that the kingdom of God has been perpetuated in the earth. So as you have turned it, the kingdom has been taken from you and given to another. The shepherd boy who knew how to walk the heart of God. And that was the lineage through which Jesus came. It did not matter that Beersheba was an illegitimate wife. God had proposed that his kingdom would be forever perpetuated through the lineage of David, having removed Saul from the picture. Otherwise, guess what? Bartimaeus would have been shouting, Jesus, thou son of Saul, have mercy on me. How many of us here have unplugged ourselves? And this is not my message. By refusal to act upon the faith that you have. Faith produces works. Not just spiritual works, but physical works too. James 2. God expects us to work. Work is not a curse. Genesis 2.57. God put man in the garden to tend it and to work it. He didn't create man for work. But he expected man to work. The fact that our confidence and trust are not in our abilities and skills should, does not mean we should not have them, be good at them, and excel in them. Did you hear what I said? The fact that your confidence is not in your skills and abilities doesn't mean you should not have them, be good at them, and excel in them. God needs something that you're doing to bless and to prosper. It is the blessing of the Lord upon which we apply ourselves to do that makes us a force to be reckoned with in today's world. The blessing of the Lord upon what we apply ourselves to do. I wrote there, some people dream of worthy accomplishment. You are dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. But some people actually wake up and do them. It's good to dream. What, Charlie? <laughs> Charlie <laughs> just sounds better than oh boy you know what I mean so while you finish dreaming wake up and do your dream life doesn't respond to dreamers responds to doers so by all means dream whether with your eyes closed or with your eyes open but if you finish dreaming, your eyes closed or open, please wake up and do the dream. Praise God. What has God put in your hand to occupy with till he comes? Every gift that God has given you is for you to do business with till he comes. The guy with the one talent went and buried it. I, I, I know you're a shrewd man. Always reaping where he did not sow. And I know you will come back one day when I'm not expecting you. And you say, hey, this uh, voice you gave me. God will ask you what you did with the gift he gave you. The talent he gave you. Oh, I, I hid it. The way you gave me is the way I'm giving you back. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, I didn't win. I didn't lose. You just... And guess how harshly the father dealt with him. Throw him into outer darkness. Take what he has. Give to the one that has ten. 
Because nothing God gives you is expected to return to him the way he gave you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Especially those of you who are into creative arts and ministry and worship and music and writing and all that stuff. Wake up from your dream. Dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. You and your diary, dear diary. Dear Jonah. And you're sleeping on potential that God gave you. And you look at somebody and like, that guy's not even half as good. Life has answered to him because you're not doing anything with what God gave you. Nothing. Nothing. What has God put in your hand? That is what God will take, multiply and bless. God will not multiply or bless whatever he has not wired you to do. He's not a magician. Is this helping anybody at all? Yes. I'm feeling the pressure of time. I am. I'm feeling the pressure of time. Are we taking the kingdom of this world to make it the kingdom of God and his Christ? How relevant are we? Are our strategies stale or are we open to evolve as guided? This is how we have always done it. Have you heard that before? Please just leave me. Just take me as I am. But couldn't you try the no, 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 please. This is how I am. This is how I is. Just leave me, take me, or leave me. But there is always a place to evolve. I thought the path of the just is as a light that shines. So you should be brighter today than you were yesterday. You should be more refined in your temperament today than you were yesterday. You should be more articulate in your expression today than you were yesterday. Am I making sense? You should be more skilled in what God has given you. You should add value to it every single day. As a preacher, every day you should both study the word and sit under those that teach it every day. Every day. As a musician, you should both practice your craft and imbibe from those that are practicing it on a level ahead of you. Every day. Every day. As a makeup artist, you should keep yourself informed. Eat less and invest more in your gift. Do you hear what I said? I said what? Eat less. You know the average African survival mentality. What shall we eat? What shall we eat? I thought Matthew 6 says, give no thought. Isn't that what your, your Savior said? Give no thought to what? You shall eat but seek you first. Give no thought. And, and, and he tells you why he says, because your heavenly father knows you have need of this. But our average survival is the everything, the belly. Paul says food for the belly. The belly for food. Both will perish. How much do you want to eat? You must eat three. How three meals become a square? I don't know. <laughs> Are we a weak, complacent, and lazy people? 
or are we productive people that showcase the gospel that we preach? Don't forget the question the world is asking you is what? So what? So what? You're born again. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're speaking in tongues. So what? Nobody's not interested in that anymore. There's no appeal for that anymore. Back in the days, it was a thing of pride to carry the biggest and roughest Bible. In my, in my days, this Bible is not a born-again Bible. It has to be tattered, battered, shattered. Anybody has this kind of Bibles? You could literally be tempted to buy your Bible, put it on the street, and just rub it on the floor. So that the Bible can look like a Bible that is being used. And then you put the Bible. You're talking, your belt is... Brother Anna, bless you. Hi, bless you. It is where you know what our shirts was. Pastor, remember those sleeves we wear that we don't have to wear armbands to gather it. Oh my days! Oh my days! You gather it. Come on, and then you wear your suspenders. You pull it. Come on, red. Or as some people call it crossing belts. <laughs> but now it's no longer an, it's no longer a sight. It's not a sight anymore. It doesn't move anybody. Because the, the question is so what? So what? And and then you see people, Christians, hey! You have thrown the word of God on the floor. You have just desecrated the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Plant your word in my heart. The word is not a book. The word is a person. And his name is Christ. This just points to him. The beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Without him was nothing made that was made. In him was light. And that light was the life of mine. The light shines in darkness. And darkness comprehended it. Lord. And the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld. Hold on. His. His. Not its. The word is a person. His name is Yahweh. Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, son of the living God. The word became flesh. Dwelt among us and will be held his glory. The glory of the only begotten son. Begotten of the father. The word leaves no doubt that the word is a he. The logos. Not the graphe. <laughs> Not the graphe from where you get graph, not the written word. The word is a he. And the graphe just points to the logos. The logos has to come alive in your heart. Are we weak and complacent or are we productive people? Oh, I can't do this thing until, until I get capital of 100,000. If you have 1,000, do something with 1,000. Sell oranges, double the 1,000, get 2,000. Sell bananas, double the 2,000, get 10,000. Do business, sell clothes, double the 10,000, get 100,000 and do your dream. 
Did you hear what I said? Oh, sit down there waiting for 100,000. Every big thing starts small. If it starts big, it will fall. Yes, sir. Every big thing starts small. If it starts big, it will fall. Shake yourself off from the dust arise, O Zion, and take your place in God's scheme of things. I'm waiting for somebody. I have nobody to, 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 to push me into the pool at the stand of the water. Why did you just sit inside the pool and wait until he's dead? Something wrong with you? What stupid excuse is that? Every year you are seeing the pool being stirred. Why leave the pool in the first place? I'm not ready to be healed. Thank God for Jesus and he came along when he did. Put yourself inside the pool. Stay there. Wait for the stirring. Breakthrough only happens when preparation meets opportunity. But stay there. I'm sorry I'm taking your time. Is this helping anybody at all? Stay there. Occupy. Do something. Make the one, two. Make the two, five. Make the five, ten. Plant it. Whatever can't meet your need is a seed. Sow it. Except to cut a wheat, falls to the ground and dies. So the buys alone. But when he dies, he brings forth fruit. First downwards and then upwards. 30, 60, 100 fold. Who is asking you, and so what? What are you doing? I'm waiting for my godmother. I'm waiting for my godfather. Waiting for my uncle. Waiting for Western Union. But you have 15 bags at home. And you're trusting God for a breakthrough. You have a TV in your bedroom. And a TV in the living room. You are paying for Sky in the living room. Paying for Go TV in the bedroom. And trusting God for a breakthrough. You're not serious. How, how badly do you want it? Sell, buy the truth. Proverbs 23. And sell it not. Sell it not. I was speaking with Nelson the other day and I was telling him, God forbid that I buy certain cars until I've in, in, invested at least 10 times of that in my ministry. Why? Because we get it twisted. We invest in today. God is interested in where he's taking you because God never sees you according to where you are. He sees you according to where he has destined for you to be. It's up to you, for, it's up to, you to latch into that, align yourself and work it until it works. What did I say? Work it until it works. Work it until it works. But we're lazy, slothful. And I think in the terms of what, 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 what I put down now can result in tomorrow. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But I'm dropping stuff in the direction of where I'm going. You won't wear Brazilian hair, Peruvian hair. Argentina and hair. If you have a dream, you will wear Cameroon hair. On, and then from Cameroon, go graduate to Ghanaian. From Ghanaian, just get to Morocco. From Morocco, cross over to Spain. From Spain, walk your way to French. And then from French, cross and then get into Peruvian. Build your way up. Don't mortgage your future because of today. And you have gifts that align dormant. They're waiting for five million. Waiting for government contract. Waiting to go and study music in, in, in Berkeley University. <laughs> Keep dreaming. Meanwhile, the guys who are already in Berkeley are rehearsing 10 hours a day. You are here, you're not paying rent. You're in your father's house. You're not struggling for what to eat. Not because you have faith, but because you're being fed. Mommy's boy. 
you are wearing clothes on your back. You're going for small, small gigs and getting small, small offerings. And yet, you cannot rehearse for three hours a day. And then when it's time to pray about your enemies, you pray every ancestral spirit from my father's house standing in my way of my progress. What are you waiting for? Shut up. If God answers those father and that prayer, all of you would have been dead long ago because most of you are your own enemy. Most of you are your own enemy. Are we productive? Paul in 1 Corinthians 9 says, is it that we don't have a right to eat of you? But you see, we have worked with our own hands so that we don't have to be dependent on you. Paul was productive as a person. What are you doing with your gifts? No church is paying musicians. Go and start teaching in a school. There's a shortage of music teachers. Yes. Go and start teaching. Oh, I don't have grade seven. Use the grade half that you have. There is somebody that is at grade zero. He will pay you for your half. You will add it to become two. Then you will find somebody who's at grade one. Teach them grade one. They will pay you for grade one. You will add it and become four. Then tomorrow somebody will see your diligence and give you a scholarship to go and get grade ten. That's the way God works. Is this helping anybody? That is when when you speak, the world wants the world will answer to you because I'm a Christian musician. Shut up! Be a successful musician who is a Christian. And don't use Christian musician as an excuse for mediocrity and failure. Let unbelievers listen to your jam and give you respect, not because you are anointed, but because you are actually good at your craft. Anointing should give you an edge. Isn't that so? Isn't that so? Yes. She give you an edge. You should plait somebody's hair and it's different. They should be able to go home and feel like, ah, oh, there's something about this lady's hand. Hand is different. Not when you're, you know how you're playing, some of you come back from hairdresser with headache. You have carried the anxiety of the person plating your hair. I'm plating Sylvia's hair. Or this man said, it's not just because I just condition bend, that's why I'm even doing this hair. You know? If condition was okay, now, would, I, would I not just be running my salon and being over the place and I'm just here doing this nonsense here? And then you pull it, and then she goes back with the headache, she's carrying the weight of the hairdresser. I have just delivered somebody right now. I have just delivered somebody now. Be careful. Because your head is your crown. You're going to sit under any random rascal person. And then they're doing your hair and they're, and they're speaking over you. Because they're over you. Speaking over you. Again. This hair, the hair is smelling. If not because of condition. <laughs> if not because of condition, will I be doing this kind of nonsense? But you go and sit. Those of you that have smelly toes. Somebody who is passionate about pedicure will take that foot and love on it like it's the best thing since sliced bread. That's how you know you're investing in what you're passionate about. You can take the little you have and do business with it. If you have to leave your church on a Tuesday and go to another church where you will flex your craft better to come and serve your own church better on Wednesday, you better do it. Because God will not hear my church when you stand before him. Whatever you don't use, you lose. Yeah. Eh, I'm just there. I lead worship once in every three months. Join a campus fellowship. 
where they don't have a worship leader, rehearse every week. The question now for tonight is, what are you going to do with what you have heard tonight? Because if you took it and ran with it, look at everybody's face. The next set of game changers are sitting in this room. No, some people didn't believe what I just said. I said, look at your neighbor's face. If they will run with what I've said tonight, whether it's fruits you are selling, whether it's drinks you are selling, do you know this is poverty is a mindset. I'm not through with this thing, but we have to go. It's late, but it's heavy on my spirit. It's a burden I carry. You sell drinks, you sell recharge card, add value to it. Anybody that comes to buy recharge card, sir, can I have your number? Because you know I can actually do a delivery service if you're ordering more than 500 naira recharge card. If you're within this radius, I will bring it to you. Or I can scratch it and text it to you. Or I can do an e-topper for you from my account. You can transfer the money into mine. That's what sets you apart from somebody who's running and saying, recharge card by the junction. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You are into laundry. You are chasing people to look for, for contract. Walk into an office. Walk into a bank. Tell the bank manager, sir, this suit, when last do you drag in? Who does it? How much do they do it for? I can do it for you for less and turn it around for you for faster. In fact, I'll do it with no charge. When I come and deliver, if you're not comfortable with it, I'll do your next two suits for free. Add value to what you're doing. You're a barber. What, how do you do differently? Do you stay and barb the hair of a hundred people all in the same pool? Or are you cleaning up after yourself? Are you asking your client how their day was? What are they doing to deal with the dry texture of their hair? It's how you engage with your gift that makes room for you. Mediocre is not remembered after once. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Mediocre is not remembered. There's no room in the world for mediocre because you're a born again Christian. And my name is Fab and I will not patronize you. How much more an unbeliever? You can't keep to time. You have a, an impulsive late coming spirit. How can you be taken seriously? Come and set up. We have to chase you to come and do what you say you love to do. You're a singer and we have to wind you up to sing. You are in class and somebody is beating you in class and you are a child of God. What is the proof of your faith? What is the proof of the righteousness that you are clothed with? What is the evidence of your obedience? I'm going somewhere with this. So we are supposed to be light. We're supposed to have dominion over the earth. We are called to be a royal priesthood to exercise authority and be a people of influence. We are expected to have the best ideas. We are expected to excel in the marketplace. We are expected to top our class. We are expected to live the better of lives. We are expected to be influential in instilling spiritual, moral, political, financial, and social values in our community. They should look for you where you are, in your hostel, in your room, in your class. You should be a reference point for light in your community. Otherwise, they are asking you the question, and so what? So what? What are you going to do about it? I am not going to ask you to pray. Please, don't speak in tongues. Please, don't speak in tongues. <laughs> so if you're about to start going, it's not a prayer point. 
Tell your neighbor it's not a prayer point. <laughs> Ask three other people the question, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tell your neighbor, I will be disappointed at you if a few days down the road you still look like this. Do you mean what you're saying? Is anybody picking this challenge tonight? I'm telling you, run with it. The next set of change agents in this city are in this room. Nothing will stand in the way of what God has put in you. Is anyone gifted in speaking? Let him speak as an oracle of God. Speaking is a gift. I, didn't, I wasn't born speaking like this. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No, no, I wasn't. Work it until it works. Stop dreaming. You have dreamt enough. Wake up. And start doing something about the dream. Start doing something about the dream. I'm hoping that you go home tonight and you go and answer this question. What are you going to do about it? Whatever you are selling, fairly used clothes, add value to them. Selling fruits, you run a poultry, add value. I start asking, what can I do to add a premium to what I'm doing to stand me out from everybody else? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? That's, why, that's the kind of people God has called us to raise. Nobody remembers mediocre. And please don't say, oh, well, I'm, 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 this is the best that I'm doing by the grace of God. Don't make a mockery of the grace of God. We have not been given the grace of God in vain. Is anybody challenged tonight? Is anybody challenged tonight? To go back and when they ask you, and so what? You can tell them this is what. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at or visit our social media platforms.